think I've pinched myself so much I'm having a hard time sitting down now. <laughs> that was a, uh, a call that uh, you just never think is going to happen. You know, it's uh, you don't do what we did to get in Halls of Fame. It's just helping people along the way. And it's been a blessing to uh, have uh, this uh, call from uh, the commissioner of the PBA, Tom Clark. And when he called me, I, I went off about a coaching program I'd been working on for proprietors to show in their scoring systems and all that with George Herbert. And I said, you know, oh, thanks for calling. And after five or ten minutes of me going on and on, he says, well, the real reason I called, Fred, is uh, you've been elected to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. So it's it's been a uh, about four or five weeks now since I've known and I still can't get over it, Ray. It's, uh, it's a blessing. Well, you go back to the beginning, folks, when the PBA was formed by Eddie Elias, by the way, also of Akron. Uh, Freddie was a, a teenager at that time. But, Fred, talk about you found that out, home in Akron, and then you kind of took the sport and said, I want to do something with this big time. So take us back all those years ago and your beginning love of the sport of bowling. Yeah, well, I started setting pins when I was nine years old in North Canton. And then we moved to Portage Lakes, and I hung out at it with Eddie Grant at the Portage Lakes Lanes, and I went over there. That was the bowling center, not very far from the house. I could run over there, and I spent all the hours I could, and it was right behind our high school. And I could get out of school, and I'd just run right to the bowling center. So bowling was my life. I just sort of really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I always had a little saying, Ray, you don't have to be real big to be a good bowler, right? Five foot nine if I stand straight. I was 155 pounds. I loved sport, but I wasn't real tall for basketball. I wasn't real big for football, but bowling became my game. And I got real serious at a very young age. And uh, and and so when we uh, got to where we were no longer junior, and, and my father passed an automobile accident, I really had a, a different thing happen to me. I went to work as a butcher and. Uh, but I still won the ball all the time. And uh, my coach said, you older people got a kid, have to come back and help the younger kids. So I helped this young man. Uh, and his bowling was 12 years old. I was 16. And he shot 300. Mm. And heck, I hadn't had a 300 yet, and he shot 300. <laughs> <laughs> but, Fred, and, you t- uh, Fred, you took to the coaching real serious too you just didn't look at someone's stance and say do this you studied sports psychology you studied biomechanics you really took this serious talk about that angle of your bowling career on how you took this coaching so serious and it's paid off for not only you but so many people that were able to be coached by you including pba tour champions yeah you know um i started realizing that uh First thing that I sort of realized that everybody's different. That, you know, and I was pretty young, but I said, "Boy, this person throws it this way. This person throws it that way. This person throws it this way." And uh, I, uh, I started to realize the different styles. And so I came up with a thing that I would teach. I'd say that you know, there's a, a roller. That would be an Earl Anthony, who I work with a lot. A stroker. That would be a Larry Lobb or a David Ozio, who I work with a lot. Or a power player, which uh, cranker, I called them, a, a roller, a stroker, a cranker, three different personality profiles. So I said, you know, the first thing I'd better do is study personalities. I'd better study body movements and biomechanics of 13 major joints, starting with your ankles and your knees and your hips and your shoulders and your elbows and your wrists, and then your neck moving in that 13 major joints. So we do a biomechanical analysis of a body in motion according to their personality. 
And somehow I got blessed to have that way of thinking, uh, you know, because I was always sort of a pain in, in you know what in asking questions <laughs> and being very, very uh, cautious about being wrong or being right. And then uh, I started breaking the game down. And I thought, well, you know, this is pretty neat. And, and as I did that, I, I bought some books and I went to the library and I, I researched it uh, and, and tried to find out what was available. Well, there was nothing available in Poland. It was all just sort of a home-cooked package back in the late 50s and mm. early 50s and later 50s and into the 60s. And I would ask questions to PBA players that I'd just met in the Harry Smiths and the Don Carters of the world. And they didn't have a lot of answers, to be honest with you. They did it by feel. They did it by natural instinct. And I thought, well, i got to figure this out. And so that put me on a path. Uh, I guess the big boss said, hey, you're on this path. Start to figure this out. And that's what I tried to do is figure out body motion, personality profiles. And I call it the master plan, right? The master plan to great bowling is your delivery. That's one. That's just your body movements. Number two is reading that way and the oral patterns and the hook powers and the different patterns and different surfaces and what have you. Then three was different bowling balls with different colors. So I patented a bowling ball then and sold it to Columbia. And, and, and it was the first heavy core ball in the history of bowling because I studied physics and the physics of motion, which is called the moment of inertia. And I studied that and, and started to learn that and the different coefficient of frictions and all that stuff in the equipment. And then the five adjustments, play different angles, play with different bowling balls, with different lofts and different speeds and different hand actions and rotations to change the shape of the shot to match what's going on out on the lane. And I studied the brain, the neurons and neurotransmitters and 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 how the brain works in, in their hippocampus where you store this, and through training, 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 I started to realize if you can do it enough times, called repetitions, you can do it without thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And I call it your mind's eye. Train your brain to improve your game. So I developed what I call the master plan to great bowling. Those five headers, you deliver the lane, the equipment, the adjustments, and the brain. And once you have that plan for you, so that's the real trick. We have a lot of information that floats around in sport, and I think in all sports. Golf's the same way, I see. And uh, one size don't fit all. Right. So you have to have your plan. That's the biggest thing that we can work on. I think Jerry Edwards and the coaches with the United States program, and we've got a chance to write the program for the bronze, silver, and gold for the United States. And I went to 62 countries coaching this stuff. So I was blessed to be able to figure it out. And... Uh, and, and have a, a new look at it, so well, to speak. You know, it's what we learn after we know it all. I'm still learning. <laughs> well, the one thing you can tell, and I like what Fred had to say there, and you can see why he's so successful. Every person is a little bit different, but if you build that foundation with those five aspects, and then he takes what you do and puts it to work, you can make it work. And he's put in hours of study time. Fred Borden, he's going into the PBA Hall of Fame Sunday. Of course, you know him as the owner of Stonehenge Bowling Lanes, which is, is a terrific place. One final question, Fred, and, and it's going to be a wonderful night Sunday. I wanted to ask you about being former coach of Team USA and bowling. And that had to be quite a thrill when you became the head coach there. Yeah, it really was, you know, to work with, uh, you know, I always say it's easy to tune up the Rolls Royce. So I got to work with a lot of great players, and, and some of them uh, 17, 18 years old, and some of them 50. You know, we had qualifications all over the United States, and they'd make the United States team, nine men, nine women. 
we would meet at the Olympic Training Center. Well, I got to work with seven different sports psychologists, and I got to work with biomechanists. So I took their knowledge of their science, and I turned it into bowling specific called coaching pedagogy. Coaching pedagogy means that our information is based on science, not Fred Borden's opinion. So when you back it up with science, you know, what's the, what the old saying, Ray? You can't fight with the laws of physics. So I got blessed to be able to be a United States coach. It even furthered my yen to want to do a better job for people, you know, to, to make people have more fun with our sport. And then what we did is I, I, I designed the bronze, silver, and gold coaching program for the United States, and we started certifying people. So I certified 3,700 coaches during my tenure, and they're still working with it, and uh, teaching more high school coaches, college coaches, bowling centers, pro shops, people around the world and all over the world. And that's how I went to six two countries teaching, and some of them five, six times. I went all over Australia, New Zealand, China, Japan, uh, uh, Australia, you know, all over. And uh, it was just a thrill to be able to pass this information on and write these books. And we've written 17 books and, and programs to help uh, help people uh, really understand the great sport. We have a lifetime sport. It's a co-ed sport. Uh, we have people 100 that bowl. And we have people that throw a ball on a ramp that are three years old. So yeah. our life just fits everybody. And you don't have to quit doing it like most sports. So... It was really a, a thrill to be the United States coach. I got to shake my fist in Fidel Castro's face, and I didn't turn and look at him. No, I, didn't, I was smarter than that. I didn't want to taunt him. 